we do an intro? Because we didn't do an yeah, intro last an intro time. Last and time. It just, so, um, hello. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> hello and welcome to. <laughs> we need to have like a thing where it's like, hey, welcome to Pod Psychology, where your show where you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, I got it. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Okay. She's got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello, you're listening to Pot Psychology. <laughs> I'll just let you do it. I'm All right, yeah. right I'm going to close my eyes while I I'm do gonna it. I'm going to close my eyes. Okay. <laughs> Be normal. Hello, and welcome to Pot Psychology with your hosts, Rich Jezwiak and Tracy Egan Morrissey. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Sorry. Hey. <laughs> this is... <laughs> that felt more real. All right, then do it feels real. Right, right. Do it if it feels real. Right. Hey, this is Rich and Tracy. You're listening Leave to Pot Psychology. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Pot Psychology, where we podcast like no one is listening. I would hold the hand of the one who could leave the places and kiss the lips of the one who could sing so We, so right before this, we were just talking about Fair Abraham when we were talking about sexual taboos <laughs> right before we started recording. Just and, so you know. Um, well, I wanted to say, speaking of that, I have a fair update. She was talking shit about us on her OnlyFans stories. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. A listener sent it to us. Thank you. This I guess this happened a while ago and we just didn't know. Okay. Finally found the episodes that are talking about her. Okay. And so oh, no. I feel bad. I'm sorry, Farah. What are, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. We it, like, gave got her to money. Her? We gave her money. Just a little bit. We promoted it. We did promote it. And she doesn't like that we were like live watching it, but live watching it. I mean, and like, like basically like live Mocking it. Mocking it. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't expect her to. I don't know. I don't know if but I want no, to hear but the feedback. No, not because feedback. she didn't have anything, anything to say with the content of what we were saying. Oh, she was just mad that we were like giving away Stealing her, content her content for free. Wow. Yeah. All right. You know what? That's a way to argue that. Sure. But also, they yeah. couldn't see anything. I'm we sure didn't, we every... never even uh, shared a screen grab. We're de definitely people can now come to us and masturbate as opposed to going to her OnlyFans. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, Farah, it doesn't work like that. Okay, so it's, I, uh, you know, I am curious. Never mind. It's like three different videos, maybe more. I guess they do stories on OnlyFans now, which I didn't know. So Sounds... like, you can like click on the. Mm -hmm. It was like what everyone's trying to do. Yeah. Fleet. Remember when tweet when Twitter was calling theirs fleet? Yeah. They stopped that, right? Yeah. They stopped fleet. Yeah. No one they knew fleet. fleet. No, <laughs> fleet. yeah. Uh, enemas. I I know them well. I it's use an them enema often. every time to me. <laughs> totally. I just should have figured out a different name. Rich Jezwiak and Oh, she said my name. Tracy Egan Morrissey. Hmm. Oh wait. Of Pod Psychology Podcast. Oh, I thought that was I a don't cameo. Know what to say, otherwise. No, it's not a cameo. I, I saw. I watched this and I was like, "Oh, someone like let her do the intro or something." Uh, 
I know. Yeah. And we had asked her to do an intro for us before, and she did she do did. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, she's been featured on the show. But she did not say your last name. She said, she no, she didn't. I think she thought we were trying to get her. Ah. She said Rich and Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get her. <laughs> um, okay, this is how it starts. Rich Jezwiak and Tracy Egan Morrissey. Mm. A pod psychology podcast. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know what to say otherwise. You might have crossed a fine little law line. Of you know what? I don't know what. I love, I love that you love, love, love my OnlyFans. But listening to it live on the podcast and reacting. Hmm. I'm going to have to start listening to this podcast since I, I guess I'm making, you know, guest appearances and all. Hmm. Hmm. She's. Can we? I want to take her up on the offer. Have her on? Yeah. I don't know. That seems like I interviewed her be before. A, I mean, I'm, she will not come into my home. She won't. But uh, she won't remember our interview either. Even though, like, I I've did catch her, her in a lie. I've, t- <laughs> I've tagged her on our Instagram in that picture, and she's liked it and like responded. She's commented. You know, uh, she, does, she, she doesn't remember though. There's it, no fucking way. I have to say, just to comment on the commentary of the commentary mm-hmm. of the only we're fans, live watching her live <laughs> watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, she, um, I think there's a filter, but there's also been a lot of like kind of injecting and stuff. Oh yeah, so and much. so she like I can't see her as anything but a sixty year old woman. She's kind of like a real housewife. She to looks me. like Madam. I mean, like, she's the younger than us, like right? Way young. I think she's only like 30. Yeah. I. She's she just has, doing a lot. I'm just saying. She's doing a lot. She looks like Janice from the Muppets or like Madam, like where only like the lower part of her, like her jaw won't open and nothing else moves. Is there a um, is there a filter applied though too? It's filter you too, right? I'm assuming because there's yeah. like little crystals around her and stuff, yeah, but yeah. it doesn't list it the way that Instagram does. Right. And I'd love to know the reaction because I'm not on pot when I'm doing any of anything. As you would know, that's probably against um, the policies of OnlyFans. But so your girl Clearly. Sarah Abraham is probably not approving of any of her things being used in anything else. So Don't just going to have to put you at a roast for that one. Saying all these like words, yeah. but I don't know what she's saying. No. I'm like literally, I do not know what she's getting at. She's like, we may have crossed a fine line. She doesn't seem mad at us. It almost seems like flattery, but she's like, like mm-mm-mm. copyright. Yeah, but like it, she's not, she's not like demanding anything of us. She's letting everyone know that she does not do pot when she's <laughs> doing that. <laughs> Clears the air. She broke her silence. Yeah. I, but she doesn't seem that angry. And I just want to rest you a little harder here because um, not on pot when I'm doing it. I really just don't know how I fit in on the pot <laughs> psychology podcast. <laughs> I mean, get in where you fit in. Like, like almost a pack of hot dogs. <laughs> I don't know how you fit that in either. Wow. I, I like this. I would say one thing, though. I'm all into psychology, clearly. I just, I'm taking a whole year for that for myself, and I'm just at my high points, you know, no medication. What the fuck is she saying? (laughs) She's 
definitely at a high point. <laughs> no the, doubt about it. <laughs> no doubt about it. But like, what is she like? I'm definitely like she'll like like it'll be a phrase, and the yeah. phrase alone, makes and then it sense. just like swings it into, but it's it, it's it's inappropriate, another... and it yeah, and then she now she's talking about something else all of a sudden. Yeah, she's got but, this kind of like stream of consciousness thing happening, but with none of it actually well, it's, making sense like together. James Joyce, you it's, know, it's, <laughs> just <geez>. like him. <laughs> you know, no medication, no pot, no nothing, and I would have to say. Overall, to both of you, that I'm not the best fit for your pot psychology podcast. Just FYI. <laughs> She's like, you couldn't be more perfect. <laughs> exactly. We get to say that, Farrah. <laughs> you are perfect. Sorry. You we are... still like you no matter what. You know, I one time I called you the patron saint of our podcast. I don't know edit that that part out because we kind of got a bit of we got in a little bit of a fight about it and you were like yeah because you were like she's not the patron saint of this podcast and i was like you were like serious though (laughs) i did get serious you did you were like no no (laughs) absolutely not veto wow that's really good i know you know what farah I'm sorry, you did a terrible job arguing your case, Tara. I don't you even really her more than ever. Why? But she knows she never said that the only. I guess she. What she is. She. Uh, she feels like we're associating her with drugs, and she's like, "Why are they associating me with drugs? Because she might be paranoid. Is it because of drugs? Is it not because of drugs? We, I don't know. We it have, seems like a paranoia thing. We have asked that. We have and asked. She probably heard that. Although you know who who knows because we have so many episodes she's where just, we discuss Farah. That's true. She, she seems to want to distance herself from pot psychology. Uh, but, not <laughs> no, but not psychology. <laughs> She'll be on the back year. end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she um so yes, we I should affirm she's not she's not okay, it's it's actually just like it's actually just like camp or gay culture, pot culture, mm-hmm. pot like like liking stuff. It doesn't have to be some I mean a lot of the stuff that's really appealing to you when you're high on marijuana has nothing to do with marijuana in the text. Absolutely not. It's some crazy shit, you know? It's, yeah, unless it's like, I don't know, um, half-baked. It, but but, but yeah, of course there is like a direct like a like rare, stoner yeah. explicit comedy, but, but no, the vast like, majority the reason of it is why, not that. The reason why I find things funny isn't because they're about pot, it's because I'm on pot. Exactly. So, so Farah, it's, it's us. I believe that you aren't on pot. You know, I, I believe actually, that I believe too. that you're I believe not that too. on pot. Yes. No I, pot, no pot here. Fair. But that doesn't mean you're not a good fit for us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I, you know, if you'd like to present another case, I'm open to an appeal. Ooh, you know, she um, I think she says she has her law degree. OK. I don't think she does. Are you? <laughs> I don't think she does. She did, said she went to Harvard, but I think it was like one of those like you know courses like what tyra did yeah you think it's what tyra did i don't even i don't think she could do what tyra did yeah no it's like think a, she could do what tyra did yeah that tyra didn't do like a big fucking thing I she know, was but, there for like a couple months it's like an intent they do it for business people but farah just seems completely out of control how could she even like oh, she concentrate got, on going to class have once? you ever all right can i read you her yelp review that she left of harvard 
uh, about Harvard, uh, like Harvard. Harvard. Yes. <laughs> You've never done that before? She, no. This, cause this is like within the last like year or so. Okay. I like you have, I haven't really, I don't know if I've updated you on what's been going on with Farah unsexually recently. <laughs> <laughs> Non-sexually, I would say. It's not, it can't be unsexual. It'd have to be non-sexual. Right? Uh, can't unscrew a light bulb (laughs) or a pregnant woman (laughs) i think that's more you can unscrew a light bulb i'd say oh they're sort of made for it oh wait wait. that's the difference between a light bulb and a pregnant woman (laughs) (laughs) right right (laughs) it sure is anyway (laughs) so farah when she like had to leave LA, remember when she had to leave LA and then she left bad Yelp reviews? For yes, her? I remember all the bad Yelp reviews. <laughs> yes. She does it constantly right. for everything Makes that she sense. encounters. Right. So she went back home. Then she went into some like intensive. I I think it was like maybe rehab, but she wasn't calling it rehab. She it was like rehab for emotional issues. She was basically saying. Mm-hmm. So emotional rehab. Yeah, I mean they do do emotional issues at rehab. I mean, and I would hope so. For sure. And they, so, um, then she got out of that and then she signed up for this program at Harvard and then she got in like a fight with her professor and her, her professor basically was like, none of whatever you're writing just does not make any sense. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't think this is for you. And she like, you know, of course took exception to that. This is from August, um, 2021. So it's like a year ago. She put up a Facebook post saying she will start school at Harvard University in one month. She misspelled the name of the Ivy League school. Havard University. So then um, she added Harvard Mm -hmm. to her uh, LinkedIn credentials. She claimed to have a degree from Harvard and that she received a Master of Liberal liberal Arts from the Creative Writing and Literature Graduate Program. Mm Mm-hmm. And you claim to have a master's from Harvard. Yes. <laughs> in literature. <laughs> she was doing like online classes. All right. So this so this is the one star review she left on Yelp about Harvard. After attending Harvard and hashtag number one being discriminated to the highest level by being locked out of my Zoom for a course I paid for by the teacher Patricia Belanca and Dean Robert Nugenbergen with no one answering emails, setting calls, nor the XXI, or, or nor the XXI diversity, disabilities, and admissions director stepped in from being CC'd from day one. This is, this is not, this is one sentence. I'll start over it so That's, you can like, it's, it's the way that she was talking to us in the thing. Right. And also this is her case for why she should it's, be in Harvard. We're, the creative writing class that she got a master's in that she's saying. Okay. After attending Harvard and hashtag number one being discriminated to the highest level by being locked out of my Zoom for a course I paid for by the teacher Patricia Belanca and Dean Robert Nugenborin with no one answering emails. It sounds like the professor was sick of her and yeah. just like kicked her out. Yes. Because she doesn't tell you what led up to that. Yeah. Answering <laughs> emails, setting calls, nor the XXI diversity, disabilities, and admissions Title directors. Nine. Is that what she's saying? Title nine. It's 21. 21. Could be. Okay. Could be Title nine. <laughs> diversity, disabilities, and admissions director stepped in being CC'd from day one <clears throat> on the teacher's misconduct. These are not responsible professionals. These are bullying student tactics 
that are illegal and sexist. Next sentence. Also, as a master's student, you pay a higher tuition than everyone else, yet share a class with sophomores in high school, associates, and bachelor's levels. This is a Ivy League lawsuit scam fraud. I had to dispute my tuition after the teacher claimed I had neurological issue, yet my course I was asked to guest speak with effortless. A. I would advise... <laughs> sure. <laughs> Seems like it. <laughs> I would advise Harvard is not a safe nor credible school to attend. <laughs> Probably fair. I think that it, uh, definitely about the, I, the online class sounds like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Educational abuse denies student education, unsafe, discriminate, discriminate, slander, and poor mental health and writing and center help. Their own teachers do not know how to teach online. Hypocrite, scam, illegal, Ivy League joke. Harvard can sell their logo, but not their education, as they offer nothing to really produce in the real world. Also, <laughs> due to Harvard purposely taking my status of attending for my education on and off of LinkedIn like an untrustworthy scam educational institution that they are, it made news with my name. How pathetic people cannot even get peace to show their education that far is greater than a Harvard logo on LinkedIn. Yes. <laughs> Harvard is pathetic and it is educationally abusive to students. There's like some things in here that are right. <laughs> It sounds like she got mad because they like kicked her off of like the LinkedIn thing. Because she was talking like this. <laughs> Could you imagine having to be her creative writing teacher? No. <laughs> so there's an email from Pat, which is who she names. The It's a reply to the Yelp review. You know how like, like stores and whatever can yeah. reply to a Yelp mm -hmm. review? Yes. So it says in uh, brackets, I've converted what you said. I converted what you sent to a Word doc and annotated it. The annotated copy is attached. I urge you to drop this course now while it's still easy to make a change in your schedule and instead enroll in Expo S15, which would give you additional practice with reading and writing at the college level or in Expo S5, which would help you develop your writing skills on the sentence level. You may elect to stay in this course, and I'll do my best to support you if you do, but it's important for you to know that it becomes clear that a student's lack of preparation is impeding the progress of the course, that student can be subject to exclusion. At that point, a course change or tuition refund would not be possible. Again, my strong advice is that you drop this course now and take a lower-level writing course instead. Doing so will put you in a better position to be successful in Expo ES42A. Expository writing. Oh, okay. I thought I didn't know what that was. At a later date, please let me know if you have any other questions. Farah replied to that, and okay. that this is the end of it. Okay. This was a class assignment ungraded. The teacher was mentally oh, unstable. God. Declining a master's degree student and education that is paid for is illegal, according to our constitution. Uh, really? The teacher didn't even <laughs> know how to run an online class. <laughs> I actually believe that. Is that? Yeah, but that's not in the Constitution. It's well, it's it she should says be. it. <laughs> Harvard's Writing Center cannot help students and Harvard is a scam. Go Farah. <laughs>
Oh, now she's planning. She says she's planning to sue Harvard. That makes sense. Whatever. What's going on in the week? I watched Annie. (laughs) (laughs) The original or like ours. 1982. Yeah. Um, I can't believe that that movie got bad reviews. That's a perfect uh, movie to me. Drives me insane. I don't, I don't know. Get it. it has a really low Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah, it was like a huge flop when it came out. But I just don't. What What else did people want it's from that feel movie? Good. It's so feel good. And she and she's actually like a charming child. You know, even she's from Bucks County. I did not she's know from that. Yardley. Yeah. Eileen. What's her name? Eileen Quinn. Yes. Aileen Quinn. Aileen Quinn. Um, Annie. Uh, I will say that daddy warbucks whole thing of like an orphan for a week is weird and that raises red flags if someone oh my if, God. A, if a man got a little girl from an orphanage for a week not even that he's mad that she didn't get a little boy and she didn't keep saying it he's like why didn't you get a little boy and it's like why do you care so much about that also Who are you michael jackson i mean also when grace goes to miss hannigan granted there is interference from Annie, who's in the closet, who's already charmed her and is orchestrating this whole thing. She does say, Mr. Warbucks prefers redheaded children. Yes! And then she also says, Mr. Warbucks likes cheeky children. I, I know. It's the really like, I know way too much about <laughs> what, mis- what kind of children Mr. Warbucks likes. Because the only thing you know about him. Uh, well, tasting children. <laughs> like, what the fuck uh, is that movie? <laughs> but it's great. I love it. You know that I was confused for a, a long time, like way longer than I should have been, about the president being the real president. Right. Um, yeah, me too. And I mean, I, was, I haven't seen it since I was aware that all of that was the case. We've got Annie. What's your favorite song from Annie? There's so many good ones. That's the other Every thing about it. Every single song is a banger. Really, really good. There's no good. Cheer Up Charlie. There's no Cheer Up Charlie. I don't even know what the... what the. I mean, I guess people were pissed off because Tomorrow is really played down in the movie. You know, it's mostly acapella. And then she sings it like with, mm. Frank, with FDR and Eleanor Roosevelt and Daddy Warbucks. And it's less of a showstopper. But apparently John Huston hated it. So he had yeah. to like downplay it. Oh, okay. I mean, I love that song. But... <clears throat> Also, Me too. I really like the um, commercial songs. The, you know, when the little when the oh, girls totally. are listening like, the commercial. Well, senator. Well, janitor. Yeah, all of the kids are really good. Although I have to wonder, like, it's really crazy that it's just it's a whole orphanage, and then Annie gets picked out of that. But then she has like a court basically from there. There's still kids left behind that orphanage. There's still kids that are there. Yeah. I guess she's only taking care of the ones that broke out to get her. Yeah. (laughs) She's kind of taking care of the ones that like she has the most um, like uh, on stage chemistry with really. (laughs) (laughs) You know, who who, who can sing and dance? Who's your favorite? I mean, sorry. What's your favorite song? And then who's your favorite orphan? I I don't know. I keep coming back to We Got Annie. Okay. You know? But I love all of them, really. I love the opening song. Won't you think it over? (laughs) That's such a good one. That is a really good one. Because dumb dog. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dandy really comes in handy. Also, like Annie is legitimately clever. And her emotional manipulation is so sophisticated. Because she's always like... That's Survivor. okay. I'll just go back and sleep under a pile of rags. And my wife was like, no, wait, Annie. No, she really she really mastered the art. It is kind of crazy, though, that it like 
really promotes this idea of somebody being like so special that like she just couldn't be an orphan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like what it says about the I mean, I guess she does uplift them. I don't I don't really quite understand what the state of though that pack of orphans is at the end of the movie. They're all dressed nicely. Oh, I mean, it sounds it it seems like like maybe he's just taking care of them, but they are living over there. I think that they're living over. He has enough money to take all those orphans. I think that the, those orphans are still like in the orphanage. That's my guess. And you that thought, he's just making just sure visiting. that the orphanage is like real decked out now. Cause, cause, well, that's what he should do. And um, if he were just to subsidize that and get to people, get people to running, he should just do that. He had enough money, <laughs> you know? I kind of assume that's what he was doing. It seemed like it, right? It seemed like, and Miss Hannigan was like in the circle because she's fucking Punjab at the end. She's riding an elephant. It's weird that Punjab is played by a black man. Well, he's like, a, you know, a magical Negro kind of thing, like really explicitly, like literally magical. Yes. But also, he also saves the day. Indian. Supposed yes. to be Indian, the, but he's not. And he also quotes Buddha at one point. <laughs> he's kind of pan religious. He's just kind of like, you know, like Eastern. OK. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like that. I mean, that's so telling that it's that like such a broad, like what is his culture even? I mean, Hard Knock Life is really, really great, too. It Although. Is. The Jay-Z one samples the Broadway show, right? It's like more stark in a way. It's more shrieky. No, I thought that like, they just, I thought he, they thought just they like just treated. Created. And so who's your favorite orphan? I mean, besides Annie, because um, I do think she is the best. Uh, like I'm completely aligned with the movie's uh, message that like some Aunt- people are superior. <laughs> <laughs> Annie <laughs> deserves a home. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of girl that should be rich. <laughs> <laughs> be more like this. I mean, she was good hearted. Um, my favorite orphan, the youngest one, Molly. Mm, I'm not into her. She looks like Phoebe Cates. Yeah. But the thing is, I think I felt was jealous of her when I was younger. And okay. so I have these feelings against her. Okay. Well, you know? I, also I because, was never like, jealous of I her. I so always I wanted like to like be like her. Mm. And then my parents would be like, you're like Pepper. Like they would like say that to me. They would always like <laughs> align me with like whatever was like the horrible, like the mean one of the group, like grumpy. Well, I mean, did you did you act like that? I'm sure I did. Lucy, <laughs> they all called me Lucy. Um, Lucy, uh, yeah, from Peanuts. I think that's probably one of the most accurate characters that I like really relate to in uh-huh. fiction. Okay, Lucy from not the Peppermint Peanuts. Patty, right? Not no, I'm not right. like that. She wears like thongs. Yeah, well, she's on her feet. Obviously, not, you know, gay. Yeah. Well. Queer. Well, I don't know. Maybe she's a Penny Marshall. That's true. <laughs> you never, know. You never uh, know. Okay, so my favorite orphan is the other one that's like older and mean, but isn't Pepper. Older and mean. Yeah, but isn't Pepper. Yeah, but very similar to Pepper. Yes. And it's like, how are there two of the same looking girls that are both domineering and that, that look like Pepper, but the one isn't Pepper? <laughs> She's my fave. <laughs> really? One of the girls in um that one of the orphans want the blonde hair. Yeah. She's the part, the one that goes, Rover, won't you think it over? She's the girl in that movie where it's uh Patrick Dempsey, like, is a kid. What is like something falling in love? It's about like this girl, she spills red wine on her mom's leather suit and she has a week to like try to get money. Mm-hmm. What was it? Oh, can't buy me love. Can't That's buy me love. Yes, 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 she's in there. Yes, I noticed yeah, her. Yeah. yeah, 
I love that movie. Me too. I loved it at the time. We should do, we should do like a 80s teen thing because sure. I would also love to really do um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm-hmm. We could and, do John Hughes too. Pretty in Pink. Yeah. I mean, I would. Yeah. I would love to do all of those. Yeah. So I guess my favorite song. Ha- I mean, I also love You're Gonna Like It Here. Yeah. They're all great. <clears throat> I will say that Bernadette Peters, I think, is underused. I mean, she yeah. has like the tiniest part. Yeah. But- but also, like, she could not have possibly played Miss Hannigan. She really chooses the is... scenery in, in her part, too, though. Like, they all do. She does. Oh, you know? yeah, totally. Like, the but they're all good. Them? And Tim Curry is oh, amazing. Incredible. I don't know. It's To me, it's just like, I don't really get why people are like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think I really do think it's, like, so embedded in me that I just can't see it. But then, I've, I've gone back to a lot of stuff where I'm like, oh, this sucks. Annie, I was like, this is this is a movie this is like cinema every song is good i also i watched it in 4k so it was just like such a kind of cinematic experience like that too you know you really feel the way that it's trying to convey these movies that you know they go to those movies in the 30s yeah they go to the movies in the 30s yeah at rock but also the radio city radio City City yeah he buys that radio city music hall but also that movie feels like a throwback to those in a way that i certainly didn't understand what was happening me too i think it's i i don't know maybe Maybe my familiarity with like the classic musical isn't good enough, and I'm just being. I don't know. I mean, you got Anne Rankin shaking her ass all over. The She's place, fa- yeah, you know? it's so Fosse. I mean, it's just wild. And part of the reason we <laughs> got, got Annie is so amazing is very because Fosse. it's like most, you know, a lot of it's instrumental. And she's was he dead dancing. already by then? I don't know. Chaka Khan was complaining about okay. "I Feel for You." Okay. I got like a. I didn't go back and listen to it. So where was she complaining? She was on um, Radio Andy, Sirius. Okay. This week, I, w- I just want to hear it. It's like two minutes. Yeah. So I feel for you was originally recorded Prince. by Prince. And he wrote it. Okay. And you heard it and said, "I want this." Yeah, I said, "I'm just going to cover it." Okay. But you can do that. You yes. Know you want. Yeah. And what can he say? He's happy. Yeah. So I covered his song, and uh, um, I got this bright idea after I covered it one night in the studio. He said, "Okay, great job." I came back the next night, and he meets me at the door as, oh, this is not a good She's sign. She's slurring all She's over. What time? Is this in the morning? It, it, definitely daytime. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like surprises, mind you. Yeah. So he says, my dear, I've done something to the song. I said, what? He's Turkish, by the way. Yeah. But you come and listen. I saw God, I hate surprises. Yes. So I went in and I said, you can, I hate this guy. You can tell that she's like rocking back and forth or something, totally. or she's like yeah. like petting something. You can hear like rustling. You were devastated. Yes. You did not like it. Chaka Khan, Chaka Khan. I said, I got to live with this. You got to live with this. This is my life. I'm a little bit shy. Okay. Believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> I, so he this said, is 1989. He said, he said, he said, this is 1989, by the way. Yeah, but he, you, said, he said to me, don't worry, my dear. It'll be a hit. Okay. So I just shut up. So you shut up. You said, okay, I'm going to do it, even though you hated it. I'm going to trust you on this. Go ahead. I'm going to trust you on it. And then it was a huge hit. And was that, and, and so then do you ever grow to love that or do you? Or does it always kind of bug you? It bugs you. Always. She's smiling yeah. and nodding. Yes. It always bugs you. Yeah. When you perform, I feel for you, do you... I hate to say that because people take that stuff, they take this shit real seriously. Well, but I mean, I think it's interesting. I yeah. think it speaks to your relationship with the song and also it the speaks audience. to the fact that maybe you <laughs> maybe you thought it was bad. Andy Cohen is a good interviewer. He really is. Oh my God, I totally forgot uh, Sporty Spice. No better. 
I, I listened to her book. Oh, okay. How was it? Um, annoying. Okay. Some somewhat annoying, Did but she also read it? she read it. And here's an example of like what it's like. <laughs> Mum often laughs about once overhearing me threaten to kick a boy in the ghoulies. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, she talks about the Spice Girls shitting in front of each other. They did. did. Did Posh do that? Within weeks, though, we were all leaving the door open, wandering in and out for chats as someone was doing a wee, or worse, even Victoria. <laughs> Clearly more uh, uncomfortable with this liberated setup. Got used to it. <laughs> she, um, she explains uh, Zigga Zig Ah. Oh, she does? What does she say? Someone at some point shouted, Zigga Zig Ah. And Biff said, yep, let's get that in. Everyone always wants to know what zigzagar means. There are lots of crazy theories still flying around online about its origins. But the truth is that it came from us lot messing about and making up words in silly phrases. I can't remember exactly how zigzagar came about, but in the song, it means sex. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Think of it like slam your body down and sex. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> she goes on and on and on about how she's not a lesbian. Get out of town. I thought that this is she. Has she had children? Has she ever married? She has. Yes, yes, yes. She has. I thought that she was out and proud. No, no. How? Okay. I mean, this is three minutes of her talking about it. It okay. wasn't even the whole thing. Okay, let's hear it. Here's the thing with the lesbian rumors which people still love to ask me about today. I had zero problem with people thinking I was gay. It's that. It's no one's business who's gay or not gay, or who's bisexual, pansexual, asexual, heterosexual, and so on. If I was gay, so what? It's not a bad thing. It's a brilliant thing. It's not offensive to me. It's offensive to the community because it was supposed to be a slur. It was a put-down. I didn't think so. Yeah, you, she just, just said like it was a good thing. Calling a spade a spade. Yeah, some of it was. Some, I mean, some of it was obviously like all, all those things. Like there exists the possibility for shame within this conversation, especially when for the person's sure. not having it. So, but, but it's not necessarily that. I feel like lesbians and gay guys and straight girls all loved, of course, the Spice Girls and wouldn't think anything bad about her being gay. I think a huge, I mean, so many people love the Spice Girls, though. So, like, they were contending with global fame, but certainly they would have retained. But people just sort of already, like, assumed that about her, you yeah. know? Yeah, so, yeah. And, and they still were into it. I get where she's coming from, but at the same time, it's not that coherent of an argument. Oh, guess what, everyone? She's gay. So what if I was? Who cares? I think about the gay fans all those years ago, reading those articles, and seeing people like me being harassed or outed for their perceived sexual preference. I guarantee you that a lot of those gay fans were like, is she a lesbian or not? (laughs) (laughs) Talking about it. Also, sexual preference and not orientation. Mm. Because of the way they dressed or styled their hair. It's so damaging to the LGBTQI plus people struggling to come out. So damaging. It must have reaffirmed. It, it hurt me yes. when people wondered if Sporty Spice was a lesbian. <laughs> personally. <laughs> Thank you for putting my pain into words, finally. 
and I'm very proud to be an ally and an ambassador, which I will continue to do forever. The gay community has given me so much and it's all I can do to support the LGBTQI plus cause and stand up and make my voice heard whenever I can. I know it's difficult to come out and look, I can't say for certain because I haven't lived this experience. But if I was gay, I don't think I would have kept it a secret because I wouldn't have been ashamed. Also, knowing myself and how much I hate lying, I couldn't have done it. <laughs> Once again, I am not a lesbian. <laughs> I, I know it's difficult to come out, but I wouldn't know I'm not gay. <laughs> <laughs> is very this i'd have been asked about it in interviews which i was many times and i'd have had to lie and i don't think i'd have been able to do that repeatedly because i'm so bad at lying more than anything else sure i had my hair cut short i had tattoos i was muscular so therefore that means i'm gay why is there a stereotype I think what's been wonderful with all the recent conversations around gender is that people are now questioning why do we attach the colour pink to a girl? Why do boys play with trucks and so on? What do butch and feminine mean? Our ideas around gender are so based around old-fashioned and inherited ideas from way back when. But those old stereotypes are outdated and wrong. Not to mention, at that time, I was young. (laughs) I was lonely. I wanted a boyfriend. And they're telling any available man out there, I'm not available, bloody bastards. Is she difficulty meeting her workout? (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. It went on longer than that, even. Jesus. The book, by the way, is Melanie C., the sporty one. My life is a Spice Girl. Good. She looks like she's in a straitjacket on the cover. Oh, is she supposed to be? It's supposed to be crazy? No, but doesn't that jacket look yeah. like a straight jacket? Yeah. <laughs> because her arms are cut off and she's kind of holding White, them White, and there's another shirt underneath it. She looks bound. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's cut off at like the elbow, so you have no idea what's happening with her arms, but you could easily imagine that she's in a straight jacket. It's white. Not the best choice. Mel C, you tried. You know, she tried. She had I turned to you. I have a question for a gay guy. Me or would you like to phone a friend? Oh, I mean, any gay guy. It doesn't. Ha- it's not just a. It's not a question. It's not a rich question, but okay. it's a gay guy question. So you're eligible to answer. It. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> What's what? What? Who decided that rainbow was going to be the gay thing? Uh, I don't know, but there's a whole the, story. Like, who made there's the rainbow a whole flag? Side of, there's a whole thing. I, he died recently, I think. Okay, well, I guess I'll take it to Google. Yeah, that I don't I don't know that particular lore, but I know it has a specific rainbow flag creator dead. Let's see. I think I'm right. Yes, he died in 2017. His name is Gilbert Baker. And what was he a designer? Uh, he's an artist, designer and activist. And what was the inspiration? Was it was it Dorothy? You know, rainbows, they feel gay to me. I don't know why. Are you like you sound like a Christian, like a like a. How dare you take our rainbows, the gift from God? I sound like that? Well, I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Why would I? I don't don't care about the rainbow. Well, you asked. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if you were being like, you know, I don't know, territorial. 
I, about rainbows? No, <laughs> I just wanted to know who like thought of it, whose idea it was. Well, he's dead I, and <laughs> gay. Sorry <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right, to his. Uh, yeah, we were, we're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, guys, sorry. Speaking of that, we gotta go. Patreon.com slash pod psychology bonus. We're talking about here's something we're talking about. The hand that rocks the cradle. You ever hear that? You ever watch that? Well, we're gonna talk about it. I have so many things to say about it. It's good. It's kind of like Annie in that it just it's just part of me. You know, <laughs> I have really no objective stance on it at this point. Yeah. Well, so go there and pipe dreams.fun. We do uh, patreon.com slash pot psychology we do all kinds of things there you're missing out if you're not doing it do yeah. it and thanks oh and rate and review us please tracy still feels like a loser i do wait i haven't checked have we increased at all we've increased yes and i appreciate that keep those keep them coming in we're barely asking for the most minimal of work and no one's doing it. Very few people are doing it. I, I guess forgot to. I saw. I saw friends in person. Oh yeah. And you I forgot to do it. And I forgot to force them to do That's it. That's true. I did too. Okay. Next time. Well, um, thank you Goodbye. for listening. Yes. Dumb dog, why are you following me? I ain't got a crumb, dog. How about letting me be? Don't give a rap for you, dumb dog.